Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 133 for May 23rd, 2018. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, the boys at Maybe I've Said Too Much, and we've got one more who just joined up. Pardon uh, pardon me here, but uh, I just want to pull out the name. Well, uh, you do that, and I'm going to say that you know well, I'm it. a little disappointed in the at Maybe. I'm usually all, oh, those guys are wonderful. Well, I didn't get an at Maybe podcast today. I don't know what's going on with them, but I think... Um, I got it. Did you? Well, I, I had one I was it. listening to. It might have been last week's. I don't know. I, I think I, the I only one I got was like last week's. Maybe it was last week's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a little John bummed. made it. That's that's the guy. Oh, John name. made it. Yeah, dot com. Yeah, yeah. John made oh, it. Oh, nice. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, John. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Welcome to well, the. G- give him a little. Family. Give him a little trumpet. Oh, yep. That's it. If that wasn't worth ten bucks. I don't know what is. <laughs> right? <laughs> week in, week out. Yeah, for 20, I'll play it twice. <laughs> hey What are we working on? I don't care about anything we're working on. Bill, tell us everything about Maker Faire. <laughs> Go. Bill and I will just sit here and let you know I when we're put my hours thumbs. up. Yeah. It was pretty good. Okay, very cool. No, moving, okay, on. moving on. <laughs> no, no, tell some it, stuff. Oh man, it was it was pretty awesome. I didn't spend a lot of time at Maker Fair. I went um I went Saturday and I did not go Sunday. Um but the the list of people and I know I'm, I'm going to forget. Let me just let me just start. I I was told in front of witnesses that I have I have one, but he's my biggest one, my biggest fan, Vince Savoldi, uh from the show, but he also loves me. So Vince, I love you, brother. Um what he said to me. No, he did. He said he, he's texted me. he said in yeah. front of people and at Maker Fair in front of people. That's not what he told me. I had no, the video really, proclamation. Texted me. Yeah, I got to meet Tanda. Um and the, oh. and my replacement oh, nice. bear. My replacement bear wasn't with her, <laughs> thank God. Uh so I got to meet Tanda. Um Bernie Solo and his kids were there. Um nice uh, his guy. son and his daughter. Love Bernie. Uh Dan Robbins was there and his son Alex. Alex is uh Vance ish age, so I'm gonna say my I don't know, maybe six to nine, somewhere 30. in there. Yeah, yeah. Just turned <laughs> thirty-two. What an amazing little kid! I got to I like. He came up and he's got this map of Maker Fair. I'm like, what did you do? And then I realized, hey, I'm standing like you know, towering over this little person. So I got way, way down on his level. So he was looking down at me, showing me this map. Oh, we went here and there was stuff over there. And it, was, it was really super cool. That's awesome. Good. Um, well, uh, uh, of course, the people at the house were um, um, Becca, Michelle, and Elliot from. Um, Overworld Designs, they do uh, Making It Up Atlanta Twitch live stream on Tuesdays and Saturday. They are from Atlanta. I had uh, Mark Saunders all the way from Pennsylvania flew in. Yeah, I love Mark. Thank you, Mark, for coming by um, and hanging out. He just left, actually. He was the the straggler, but just uh, last one. His mom just came to pick him up. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, who else did I have? I had uh, Dave Strain again. Dave's listening. Love you, Dave. Um, uh, Justin, our buddy Sparks, he made it down. I'm so glad he did. He Amazing. even brought his own tent because that's nice. good because the person I borrowed a tent from last year didn't have one. So he was out in the backyard again, camping out. Nice. That was awesome. So we got Justin, Dave, Ellie, um, Oh, and the um, peanut butter and jelly Jackman showed up as well. So Mr. And Mrs. I believe, correct? Mr. And Mrs. Peanut butter and jelly Jackman. Oh, I and that. and not not to do anything with food, but it's like they go so well together. I, Kristen, yeah. you're probably not going to listen. Paul might. Um, you are the most amazing, incredible. I love you so much. Casey would, loves you so much. You Chris, are welcome anytime. Yeah, Kristen's awesome, and I would say they're like the cutest couple in the world. But half the couple's Paul. So. Yeah, it's like she's so cute. She's all the cuteness of the couple, but as soon as Paul walks away, she's like way cuter. Yeah, it's like this anchor. Yeah, Yeah. he is what's called subtraction by addition. Yeah, (laughs) he really is. He was just uh, unreal. Um, Tricker. Jeff Shaw, our buddy Rody Jeff, and his wife Nikki. He came by. Uh, My new friend Robert Ellenwood, new to the community. Uh, Robert Riles, who was the saggy dragon shirt. Remember that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. The one mashup. Yes. I've made so many okay. mashup shirts, I can't remember them all. Yeah. I think he came out with Wes. Him and David Ingram both showed up in my house Friday night for the party wearing reclaimed audio shirts, and uh, the mash- they were both mashups. So thank you guys for the love and support. Uh, but they're both from North Carolina, so I know Wes didn't stay at the house. He had an Airbnb and did a talk with um sean and mark and josh price i got to meet josh's wife tiffany and i got to see sean's wife alejandra yet again so that was cool josh was running around filming stuff while david and bob who i got to watch at the fair uh gave their little talk talk and then i got to hug them and all these people by the way i'm only listing people that i hugged um and uh, bob's wife (laughs) yeah it it (laughs) is Because I started running up to random strangers and hugging them, and it got a little weird. But the one person it didn't get weird to, so at my house again Friday night, we had a party. Um, Justin Levine, young young man, and some other guys showed up. And then this tall, skinny guy with um, longish hair and a piercing going through his nose walks in my door. So I ran up, and he's much younger than me, much, much younger than me. So I ran up. I'm like, dude, where the hell have you been? Oh, come here. And I gave him a hug. And everybody's like, oh, I'm like, dude, we go way back. Because they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah, we went to high school together. Well, before he was born, we went to high school together. And everybody laughed and everything. He's all, hi, I'm Daniel. And he had this accent. I'm like, Daniel, wait. And I'm looking and don't. It was the guy from Switch and Lever, Daniel Jensen. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. But on Switch and Lever, his little logo, his moniker, whatever it is. He looks all clean cut with like a tie and short hair and a, you know, no, he's, he's like a Tim Sway hippie hey. long hair lives off the grid in <laughs> Stockholm or something like that. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. it was great to, to meet you, Daniel, um, uh, Laura, Peter Brown, um, my mom, Phineas, uh, Jeffries and his dad, Brad, I got, to, so last year Phineas came up to about my elbow this year. I had to look him in the eye. That was mm. a trip. Crazy. So we, uh, Phineas, we love you. I love you very much. Changes. Uh, Mark Schaefermeyer, of course. Um, that, that, that Marsh Wildman, a local guy to me, uh, Wildman Tech. Yeah, he he actually came over Friday for for the party and uh, very creative guy too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, he's beyond creative. Beyond creative. Um, 
But he he uh, took a picture of because I had booze left over from last year. I wasn't drinking, so it was still there. So one of it was half a bottle of Southern Comfort that Izzy left at the house. So he's like, "That's from Izzy. I'm taking a pic- take a picture. I'm drinking a shot." So him and Justin and uh, I don't know. Look it up. Somebody they all took a shot of Izzy's booze and um, Rowdy Wait. Penguin, our buddy David Plants. I got to hug him again. Richard Muller. So Richard Muller is very local to me. He came to see me when I had my surgery in the hospital. And uh, I get to see him at Maker Fair. He's a CNC guy, knows Dave Gatton really well. His daughter, Trisha, and him came over. He came over wearing a shirt with uh, – who did the caricatures of us, Tim? Oh, it was Cammy. Yeah. Cammy's Cammy. Garage. So yeah. he took Cammy's uh, caricature of me, and Richard made himself a shirt that says, what is a Lutz with that on it? And he also gave me – and I'm wearing it now, Richard. I told you I would. I'm a Lutz. So he gave me and Casey I'm a Lutz t-shirts and tank tops. <laughs> so I didn't even have, I don't have to cut sleeves off. I have a t-shirt yeah. and a tank top. I know I forgot somebody. I love you all. Please forgive me. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Okay. This, thanks for joining us on the yes. Lutz Hour this week, guys. <laughs> actually, you I got might actually, that pretty quick. I, yeah. I, I might have to say uh, out loud that I might not be doing uh, hosting of Maker Fair next year. This is a what? lot of work. I, I Not for any reason other than I might be spending my time and attention in Utah. More of my resources are going to flow that way. Mm. And or I, uh, Casey wants me to get away from the Bay Area, maybe her, and go maybe to New York, make her fair. Maybe we can all three hook up. Oh, that would be oh, cool. That'd right? be interesting. Do I have to let you cool. sleep in my house? Uh, only if you uh, – yeah. can I use your – can I wear your pajamas? Uh, I already called shotgun. Yeah, no, I'm shotgun in my pajamas. Jo- you can join me in Tim's <laughs> yeah. pajamas. Yeah, uh, no. that's a hard pass. Oh, jeez, I think I'm going to the Bay Area Maker Fair that year. I'm sorry, I'm going to be on the other. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I don't know if I'm going to host it again next year. It's a lot of lot of time and energy, and I I, I don't have as much time off of work now because I, again, I'm trying to save my resources for Utah, but. Right. Long story short, guys, just keep asking him until he says yes. Okay, what else do we... <laughs> Tim, so what do you what, got going on? That's what I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I made a big Too late, Phil. Ta- go ahead. I made a big coffee table. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I did. <clears throat> I decided that I'm going to knock down my fence and build a new one. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw some of that. Right. saw some of that. Yeah. So when I first started the project, I was like, uh, this is going to be easy because I pulled out all the posts and they just slid right out. Right. And I'm like, oh, one of these holes has concrete in it. Mm. Oh, here's another one. All oh, you need is a spoon. Dig it out by hand. They all have concrete. So I rented a jackhammer and then uh, I dug two, three of these holes out myself. So I pulled out probably about... 600 pounds of concrete between these three holes. <laughs> and then and then I felt like something was ripping in my back. Yeah. And I was like, "You know what? I think I think we're done here." So uh so I contact a gentleman who owns, pardon the expression, a backhoe and uh and we're going to we're going to use a machine to pull that that stuff out on Wednesday. I just had to get the permits from the city. Nice. And, uh, and then I'll but I have the posts and I have the pre-made fence sections and then I'll set the posts and mount the sections. Myself once that was it. Gonna... Was it possible to just set the new post into the old concrete, or was it all like warbly and stuff? If I did that, then I'd suffer from the same issue, which was you're really not supposed to put concrete around posts because then it'll just the water gets. No, that's uh, not true. And... That's absolutely not true. Oh. That's what pressure treated wood is for. That's well, why you use pressure treated. No way. I, how I old, did get how old was that fence? 
like 20 years old. That's and, about and the shelf it, it life. Served, yeah, it served yeah. its life. Twenty it's, cedar. If you don't, pressured. if you don't yeah. set those posts with cement, you're going to regret it. Oh no, no, I'm using that two part foam stuff. Or foam, I guess. Yeah, that's you expensive. see that on Facebook? No, it's like like eleven bucks a bag, and basically, it, you you pour it in one of these bags replaces two sixty pound bags of concrete, and you mix you break the seal, you mix it together. It, and then you just pour it in there, and within three minutes it sets, and within two hours you could hang off of it. Wow! And that's yeah, not that like much more you, expensive than concrete. You no. must keep us posted. Yeah, I've I never heard of that. <laughs> posted, you got it. Oh, good. I would like never. to see video of that. Oh, that would be a good video, yeah, actually. Yeah, I mean, just to like show a, off the product, a quick yeah. video, like a, a posted yeah. to Facebook type video. Yeah, yeah or I Instagram or something. You know, yeah, it's a, it's a full production. Yeah, you could do that. So. So here's the the talk at my house. Hey, uh, how about our fence outside? Hey, what's going on with the fence? Hey, when's the fence going up? Hey, yeah. how about that <laughs> fence? And I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, thanks. I know about the fence. I need to say permits. say how's my laundry going, woman? Say oh, that. that's not something I'm gonna say <laughs> ever <laughs> again. <laughs> I, I enjoy this thing we call marriage. Yeah, me too. And at the same time, here's what else. I here's another boo boo I did. Although I don't think the fence was a boo boo. Um, I uh, my wife's car got stolen out of the driveway. Oh no! Ah. Yeah, so that, that's been happening a lot lately. It's like a new thing. Well, they they targeted like her car, and a bunch of them in the neighborhood got got, got taken. They were mm. looking for pathfinders and. So the cops, so my wife's like, am I going to get my car back? And the cops are like, I'm supposed to say yes, but it's definitely <laughs> halfway to Saudi Arabia by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, so that's, that's not there. far Anyways. from where you guys live anyway. I mean, they can pretty much drive the car to Saudi Arabia from Canada, can't they? Do they still teach geography in high school? I didn't no. go to high school. Oh, no. So, um, So my wife had her garage clicker and our front door keys in the car. Mm-hmm. So, guess who wasn't going to get any sleep until that got changed out? Anyways, turns out I have a non-standard door, so I I, uh, I had to take <laughs> apart the whole of lock mechanism to get it out, thinking, I'm just going to buy some new hardware and put it on there. Turns out my door is two and a quarter inches thick, which is thicker than average, which means you need extender kits for all the hardware and all that nonsense. So, you so, put a skinny door in and called it good. No, I can't. I can't oh. do that. I really, I really just uh, what I did was I started taking whatever bolts I had, retapping, rethreading, and creating my own extender kits until the real stuff arrives. So in the meantime, the only thing that works on the door is the deadbolt. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So then, like, there's holes I had to patch and fill. So the whole time I was like, oh, the Dude, fence. You are like you are like gaining the the DIY crown right now. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I don't know about that. No, uh, this is this is emergency. This is what I do for a living. Coming up with stuff because I don't have the right stuff. I really need to get stuff done, but I get it done anyway. That's amazing. Yeah, well, that's just yeah. problem solved. That's what I seem yeah. to be doing around here. You know what? I, I had to bust my lawnmower out the other day because it's that season and it was finally like... Vance refuses you know, to mow the damn lawn anymore. I know. Eight years old. Is, but uh, I, I, I bought this lawnmower when we bought the house like 12 or 13 years ago. And, and from the get-go, it's just a, one of those push ones and, you know, it has the safety lever you pull that, you know, so it holds yeah. it. It's, you know, it makes it... The cable was too long to that. So I, I called Sears or wherever I bought it from, and I said, hey, the cable's too long. You know, Can you send me another one? They did, but before I got there, I went and I just took a, um, a piece of wood and I taped it to the handle of the lawnmower <laughs> so the cable would stretch over this piece of wood, and it worked fine. <laughs> 12, awesome. years, 12 years later, that piece of wood fell off. <laughs> 
Wow. That's why that's why we invented zip ties. And and so I'm going to I'm like, oh I gotta go get another piece of wood, I guess. Like that piece of junk only lasted twelve years. Whatever. <laughs> so I'm going to and uh and the and the handle had come off because I had the lawnmower kind of folded and put away for the you know for the winter and, and I'm putting it back together. The whole handle came off, and then I realized that I could just wrap the cable once around that little handle and put it in. Yeah. And, and now I don't need the piece of wood anymore and it works as designed. And so now oh. it's like I have a brand new lawnmower. <laughs> Figuring you stuff have a out. Brand Twelve new years brain. later, brain. It's like your brain. <laughs> the neurons are still. Far- By the way, everybody at my house is going walking around going pew 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 this weekend. Oh Why? yeah. Why? Remember the three neurons I have: two, one's for eating, one's for making stuff. The other one goes oh, yeah, pew, pew, pew 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 pew. That's pretty. I could have borrowed one for my lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, and uh, and I'm making some emergency wedding whiskey boxes. So. For five hundred piece. See, didn't what? I see another video from you? The bicycle, dude. I, w- I, I like that one. That made my heart happy to watch you restore that bicycle and put it back out on the curb. I'm like, oh, dude, he's making this for Vance. That's so cool. Vance is getting a little older. Blah 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 blah. And you put that bicycle back out on the curb. And, Would you uh, charge for that bad boy? Oh, hang on. I'm sorry, you guys broke up with me a little bit. Oh, we don't need you. It's okay. So, Phil, Tim got this bicycle he found on the curb. I saw the video. And oh. he restored it <laughs> and put it back on the curb, restored, ready to go, and even made the sign, the same piece of paper, just made it prettier. Uh, and I was saying it really touched me. I, I I wasn't expecting that. It was a beautiful thing to do, and you're a good man, and I'm not going to tease you hardly at all for the rest of the I, podcast. I, I do have to say, because I've, just for full disclosure, I do feel guilty about it, but I... After I did that and I finished filming it, I took the bike off the curb in case I needed it for any follow in case the because it was a sponsored video. Um, so it's reshoots, actually totally, yeah, in case I needed to do reshoots. But now that the video is out, I can go put it back on the curb. So, but uh, oh my god, that is so it's like but, but <laughs> some little because kid, all these people are like, running, like, look, and Tim's like, nope. Yuck. No, it was like a dead end street that I did it on, but um, you know, because I was like, "Oh, I'll film the shot," and then and I was like, "Well, just in case I, there's something that they, they want me to do another product shot or something, I better hang on to the bike, you know, just so I can for." Well, I know I know it's for the three and so one. Now, now I'm going to put um, it out, but what you should have done for the end of that video then is after you set it back out there and walked away, Vance comes sneaking up, jumps on it, and takes. <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, that would have been Probably funny. What yeah. did happen? Because yeah. well, <laughs> I. I, I have now. I have uh, Vance's bike too, and so I, I might let Vance pick which one we put on the curb. You know, I don't know. We haven't gotten that far yet, but uh, well, but, I um, think he's big enough for that bicycle. That's I think sweet would, mongoose. Yeah. yeah, I think he's tall enough for it. It's um oh. the the brake mechanism. Um, you know, I, I got the cable working, um, but the the rear brake. There's like a because the mongoose it has that the trick thing where you can spin the handlebars 360 and the cable doesn't go around, yeah. and it's kind of a little busted. Um, but it does function, so I think if I think it probably needs a little more love. Hey, honestly, do you know anybody that might be handy with bicycles that might I, help you get that? I can't think of anyone. <laughs> not not a soul. No, not a I soul. Can't, I can't think of anyone that's that's name I've said a thousand times in this podcast. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know his his last name in French means one, like win, but in past tense. Oh yeah, it's like Dave. One. That makes, sense. that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. You That's funny because I always say okay. Phil, two. Yeah. Who's no. on your podcast? Tim and Phil, two. That's Who calls you it your podcast? Everybody. Well, then. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
guess we're going to have to change some of the meta tags on the internets. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I think I'm in trouble. Anyway. Okay, do we, do we have a topic this week? It is called Bill's Last Episode. So... <laughs> no, it's called Walk of Shame. And we all sort of think we know what that means. It means when Bill has to leave at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. And never come back. You guys or are not. mean. Why are you so mean? <laughs> or not. Why, why are you so mean? <laughs> okay. Um, so, so what does uh, we, we – because what we've been doing lately for our podcast topics is we've been coming up with a title and then figuring out what it means later. Because <laughs> so, that sounds cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, we thought that Walk of Shame sounded cool, and I think we all have a different idea what that might mean. So um, who wants to start? Maybe Bill? Because he, yeah, has he hasn't had a chance to talk yet. So Yeah. <laughs> um, I do. I, I, was, I was thinking, and, and I used him as an example because he's the biggest heart. He is the one that is most passionate. Um, but the Walk of Shame for a Reclaimer maybe would be having to go to the big box store and buy materials. Um, God, sorry, nobody just, recognizes my bandana. Right. You know, it's like he's walking down. He's, he's trying to slunch over because he's kind of tall and recognizable with the ginger. So I can just see Tim walking down the aisle holding his one one by one piece Don't of Don't look at me. I'm hideous. Yeah. <laughs> I am not an animal. <laughs> they all do. Good for, do you. Good for you. The elephant that, man is not really a good, pretty yeah. obscure reference. Right. It was very, and it was a good impersonation too. Yeah, um, right? I'm I'm there all the time at that box store buying hardware and glue and stuff. Yeah, like that. I mean they all know who I am, and I do I do a, lo- a lot of times find myself buying plywood because a lot of my bills will have a plywood substructure, you know. So they do know who I am, but I definitely relate to the walk of shame, like where you, you know, it's like oh I can make some hardware, you know, I'll make some hardware for this piece, and then it's like seven hours in and it didn't work. It's like oh I gotta go buy a handle. You know, or or you try to save like a like you like I can save these slides out of this bureau that I pulled off the these drawer slides, or I can save this and that, and then you just can't, and you have to go buy it, and that that's that's kind of what I was thinking for the Walk of Shame too. How about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, for me, it's the 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 cigar box guitars that if um if I'm going to the big box store to buy material for the next for those, that's why I said I want to start sourcing them out from a reclaimed place. I do have this piece of wood that I thought was oak that nobody from Maker Fair that came to my house who knows all about wood, including Mr. Peanut Butter Jackman, um, could identify. Nobody knows what the heck this wood is. They all think they know what it is, but nobody's willing to say that. But anyway, uh, it makes me happy that I have some, I was using Ikea slats for one. I'm using this Mm. this mystery wood for another because I don't want to go buy wood from, you know, the orange store to make my guitars. You know, my cigar, my cigar box guitar is supposed to be stuff you find anyway. That's the whole legend is where it comes from is making oh, whatever yeah. you can put together for an instrument. So, yeah, I don't like that. So that's, what about you, Phil? Do you feel terribly shameful for not being as good a reclaimer as me or Tim? No. <laughs> <laughs> I will forever remember this one question that my father used to always ask me whenever I, I felt bad about something. He'd say, did you do your best? And I'd say, yeah. He goes, well, then that's all I can ask. Yeah, but I always mm-hmm. said that too. But a lot of times I really just didn't do my best. I just said oh, that no, because I that would get him off my back. Oh, that's. Did you do your best? Of course I did. It was hard. I tried my hardest. And then we walked <laughs> away. I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I believe that about you. I think that explains quite a bit. But I legitimately <laughs> <laughs> did do my best. But all to say, like, I mean, I'm doing. I'm doing my best, you know what I mean? Like, and and if I gotta buy something from from Hope Depot or 
we have Renault Depot here in Quebec also, then so be it. You know what I mean? Like, I am doing my best, and then that's all anyone can ever ask. Well, that's like, you know, you we were sort of discussing it a little bit last week with the giant coffee table I just made where I had to buy uh, the 6x6 posts for the legs, so I bought new wood for that, and it's, and it's an imported exotic wood because I have all this other imported exotic wood that I was able to salvage, but I needed these particular pieces, and, and you know, there's the guilt about that. But then it's like, you know, at the end of the day, I still, like, I saved the whole friggin' deck of this stuff. It's like, you know, even though I feel guilty about buying that one board, it's it's really like someone else, if someone else was hired to make that table, they would have bought all of those boards. Right, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. I, I have, um, real quick, one more, I know that I might do this a couple times. Walter, who listens to the show, is a big fan of Reclaimed Audio, is very local to me, like within 15 minutes. Uh, I got to meet him and his wife, Myra, but reason why I'm bringing that up and why you guys reminded me is um, he gave me a bunch of cedar fence boards um, that are stacked behind me right now. Ooh. And um, yeah. And so that's exciting too, because I, I, I think having that, we're not sure if I laminate those together, it's going to make a good guitar neck, but by golly, I'm going to try. Yeah, it might be yeah. a little soft for that. I might, I might laminate it with some, okay, here's a couple things to consider. One, I can, la- I can sandwich the cedar, in between a piece of hardwood, which would help, but it's a three string guitar and it's not, it doesn't have the tension that six strings do. So, so you put a good, a good finish coat, like a, like something that'll harden up for that top coat, you know, like maybe, right. uh, maybe like a tongue or something that really goes in and hardens up. Um, but you know what else you can do with that cedar is you could actually make the soundboard you can make. Cause a lot of, uh, like traditional, it is a, like a traditional material for, uh, acoustic oh, guitars it? and violins for the tops. They use like Sitka spruce the and Spanish cedar. Not the fretboards, the top oh, no. of the, for the, 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 top the, of the, box. the soundboard, they would call it. Yeah. Where the sound okay. hole is or where your pickup is. So you could actually build a box. Like if you built a wooden cigar box out of that stuff. You uh, know what? It, the wooden cigar boxes that people say are the best are some of the ones that are made from spruce. cedar. Cedar or spruce. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah, because of the, the resonance that they yep. have. And I take a lot of the cigar boxes that I use, and I will line them with something. I can. That's what I'll use that wood for. I'll, yeah, I will. Line, yeah, rip it on your bandsaw. Re- nice reinforce the inside of the cigar box with that. It's and you could two purposes. For, yeah, yeah. And if you want to build any like of the of the bracing or the purfling, that's a, a wood that they would use for that. Um, you okay, know, like any of that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I love it. As long as I can incorporate it into the the guitars, that's awesome. So thank you for that, Tim. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was thinking the walk of shame could also be the opposite. Sometimes there's, um, a, well, maybe I'm alone in feeling this. Probably not, but maybe that it, certainly initially, when you first start reclaiming, like sort of, you see something that looks like a score, but it's in the garbage, and probably even more specifically in your neighbor's garbage, and then you sort of pick <laughs> it up and walk back to your house, and you're sort of like, is anybody watching? And your neighbor standing in his doorway, shaking his head, right. Exactly. Yeah. What are you? What are you? A raccoon? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I felt that way at first, but like some of my best scores have literally been from my streets, like poplar right. boards, like a whole. Um, I don't know what it was. I guess it might have been an outdoor bed, but it was made from like really old heartwood pine, and it was amazing. Uh, that one was a great one. I had some soft maple that was. That was some coffee table legs. Like, some of the best scores I've had have been from the neighborhood. And I got to tell you, like, I initially was sort of like, wait until dark and then uh, come back up with my car with the lights off and all that nonsense. <laughs> and now it's like... Mission Impossible music playing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if I have to 
tell you about it. I, I, I think kill that you. goes. I, I definitely remember feeling that way um, way back. It goes when. away, but it does go away. It, yeah. it really does. Um, in fact, we were Casey and I yesterday. Uh, we did not again go to Maker Fair, but we did drop some people off, and then her because I was just I was out of it. So we went from. Uh, uh, to Palo or Stanford University is basically so you know, everybody's heard of Stanford, right? Mm-hmm. Palo Alto, uh, Palo Alto, and it's um, Silicon Valley, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the show, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, a very Valley. affluent, nice neighborhood. And we went to this one shopping center, and it, because I took my truck and it's kind of big, so I park usually out in the parking lot because I want room, I don't want nobody dinging my truck, and it's just I don't mind walking. Farther, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm needed. I'm getting old and I, I've, you know, got new extra. Anyway, uh, even in the middle of this affluent neighborhood in the shopping center where all these people that are dry, I saw more Teslas than, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, right? But I mean, it's even there, I, out of the corner of my eye, I see by the dumpster this pallet and I'm like, ooh. But then I remembered, yeah, I don't put dirty things in my truck yet. I have to get a bed liner for it. Mm. WeatherTech or is there like another kind of rhino or something? Uh, no, what's in the back of the truck now is called a bed rug. And so it's like a, um, it's like, it's it's almost like a car carpet. It's not like house carpet, but it's actually form fitted to the inside. And it's got like a half inch, uh, cushion underneath it. So it's super nice, but they make, uh, I found one from a company called, uh, Weston, I think has a recycled rubber, uh, mat, like a rubber mat form fitted. So I can put that over the carpet kit. I won't mind throwing stuff on top of that. Oh, so it's just a drop in on top of what you already got. Correct. Correct. Sweet. You know what I? You know what I put into the back of my bed? Rust. Yeah, it's a good. <laughs> it's a good protector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, it really protects the metal. You know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't worry about <laughs> from it from being if alive. The, if my truck didn't already come with the camper shell and this beautiful carpet kit that was installed when they bought the truck and the seventeen-year-old truck is pristine underneath that carpet kit. I would consider yeah. doing that. Yeah. Even my Ram, it was fairly new when I got it. Uh, I I tore the heck out of that. So, yeah, no, yes, yeah, it's, it's anyway. nice. It's nice that you have a nice, you know, you keep it. It's as nice, nice as long to as have can. nice things. <clears throat> All that being said, is that even in that affluent neighborhood, I did not feel the shame that I would have. I would have snuck over there at night and gone back to get that pallet, you know, because that it is. It feels. It you feel. Am I being creepy? Is this weird? Whether, do people think of me, you know, in fact, some people in some neighborhoods would actually think they're stealing. They'll call the police on you because you're stealing it. Well, it's in a dumpster. It's kind of not stealing. Do you yeah. want it back? That's why well, I actually asked somebody. If it's in a dumpster, it kind of is stealing. Well, depending. It really does depend. Um, who are you stealing from? The person who put it in the, there or the dumpster company? The dumpster so, company. <laughs> so, I took something Signs out of the all dumpster one dumpsters. time, and the guy come running around the corner like, hey, you can't take that. That's, I'm going to call the police. I'm like, do you want it back? I asked him. He's like, no, actually, because you just said, now you've got more room to throw more yeah, yeah. crap away. So there, yeah, you're welcome. You pay, you pay yeah. to take it away. So right. yeah, you lighten their load. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That. That's usually, usually people are cool about it. You know, but you, you, know, you, you do really need to ask if it's in a dumpster. Uh, it, yeah, I mean... Yeah. For the most part, in, it, but yours was leaning against, right? Mine was in a dumpster. No, this is not yet. Uh, yesterday, this is at yeah. one time I pulled something out of a dumpster uh, from a construction site, but the, the, not a construction site from a home being remodeled. But there was nobody around. There was one contractor left who was like, I think he was doing step shingles by the chimney. Saw me pulling out a you know broken piece of wood out of there. Mm. Come flying down his little ladder. Come running out. Hey, you can't take it. Out. It wasn't even his crap. 
Yeah. It's yeah. garbage. And but it's like you can't take it out of the dumpster. I'm like, do you want it back? It's a broken two by four. Here you go. Well, no, I'm like now you got more room for your stuff. He's like, oh Yeah. Anyway. It's just that it's just that knee jerk reaction. You know, like hey, you're taking something that's not yours. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, like you said, if you reason with them, yeah. Anytime you go anywhere, if if you're gonna pull something out of a dumpster and you see anybody nearby, ask them. Just say, ask hey, do you mind? Yeah. And ninety nine percent of the time, they're gonna be cool with it, unless they're the actually the people that own the dumpster and you're trying to pull out a piece of aluminum, and then they know that it's worth money to them, so you're taking money from them. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> they separate that pretty good now. You'll know. It's yeah. like, oh, look well, at this dumpster full of aluminum. Yeah, yeah. At the at the construction site or the you know the house remodel site, they, it just gets thrown in. But then the dumpster guys, they sort through right, that and they take right. the you know. What what do they what do scavengers get now or whatever uh, not scavengers? It's re- I don't, re- recyclers. It's, it's it's pretty decent. I know we um the one thing we frown upon obviously at the airport is people throwing away things they shouldn't. But one thing that they really shouldn't be throwing away, but we don't care as much as uh, batteries, airplane battery. You know, it's like a small motorcycle battery or car batteries. Yeah, um, and that's okay because we will we will recycle those ourselves and uh, those. You know, fifteen twenty batteries. That's a couple hundred bucks. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Wow. Lead. So yeah, the lead acid batteries. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't like steel is still pretty low. It's like four or five cents a pound. But so like, but I, you know, I have little cutoffs or whatever. You know, the shop, and every once in a while, I'll clean up. Like, I don't need to save all this stuff, and you know, I'll bring it and I'll get ten, twenty bucks, and and I'm like, hey, that's great. It's better than I could take it to the dump. Five cents a pound? Would you bring them two tons? No. It's um, more than five cents a pound. Way more than it's probably well, more like sixty five, seventy cents a pound. Um no, well, I don't know, I'd have to do the math, but it's uh it's it depends. There's like light steel and then heavy steel and there's different weights for that and, and then there's they have just like sort of um like if you're bringing a dishwasher, it's like ten bucks. You know, like they just oh, like yeah, yeah, price, yeah. you know. So I, I usually I have something like that, like I have some appliance in there or something. Ah, okay. You know what they're getting they're finally starting to regulate a little bit now is the copper because of all the copper thieves, people stealing like lamppost wire and Oh well they they asked me I have to bring my ID when I go there. Yeah. I, I think now that you have to be a licensed contractor to even recycle copper. In like California. You bring in a bunch of yeah. yeah. I, I could be I'm probably wrong. Maybe I'm making that up. I'm tired. I might be making that yeah. up in my brain. It sounds it sounds reasonable sounds because legit. it is a big problem. Yeah. It is. I've had to repair that more than a few times <clears> at the airport. <laughs> One time, this is fun. Um somebody did the walk of shame because they pulled the cover off what they thought was the lead to the light post. It was actually a uh pretty heavy like full on from the power box going to the gate, the security gate that opens up the fence at the airport. And what they were doing is they were taking a pair of, because I know because they were laying on the ground of um, pruners, (laughs) you know, like loppers. Yeah. Yeah. And they went and that wire was live. So you see the pruners lying on there. You see the wires kind of cut a little bit and on the pruner blade, it's all black. And you can see where (laughs) somebody's like, so what I ended up doing is I fill it up. I fill up the little electrical box mostly with gravel, like almost all the way to the top, and then I pour a thin layer of cement on it, so it looks like I've cemented the whole thing in. And if I ever have to get in there again, I just break that little layer of concrete, and I can dig the gravel out to do it. That's what you got to do. But somebody was doing the the crazy haired finger in a light socket walk of shame at midnight from walking away from the airport. Mm. Oh, so what? You, what you didn't see the guy, or you just saw no, the, no, no, no. I, I came the next the morning, and the gate wouldn't open. Okay. The gate wouldn't open, and I'm like, what the heck's going on? So I went, uh, this happens to be powered from my shop. It's got its own 50-amp breaker. 
And the breaker was on. I'm like, what the heck? So I discovered it, found the cover. And then I look at the lampposts and all the little metal plates on the lamppost all the way down the street are off. You can see remnants of wire. Again, they pulled this cover, saw this thick piece of copper wire, you know, went to cut it. Yeah, Yeah. jackpot all right. (laughs) You know, it it reminds me of a story that uh, uh, I saw. Someone had shared it on Facebook years ago. It was in Hartford, Connecticut, the capital city here. And and, um, you know those big light posts on the side of the highway, the galvanized steel, they're like 20 or 30 yeah. feet long. You know, there are, there's hundreds I of them I have one if you can think of something to do with it. <laughs> well, there was, it was a guy, he was dragging one on a shopping cart. It had come down in a storm, like the plow hit it or something. And he had it in a shopping cart and he's dragging it down the road to the recycling center trying to recycle this thing. It's like some guy is probably a drug addict or something. I don't know, but just the sight of it, of this thing laying on a shopping cart. And, you, and I'm just thinking, what's going to happen if you actually do make it to the recycling center with this thing? Are they going to allow you to recycle a state? <laughs> <laughs> like, Classic Hartford. Like, it was, it was sad, but funny, you know? <laughs> I actually, I have, uh, this is, this is where my brain went. When Jimmy first started talking about his shop, I have access to this, I don't know, what are the light poles, 30 foot, 40 foot, right? I have one that's, yeah, so. okay, where it's is a round it? light pole. No, no, no. It's, it's at uh, the old National Guard airport. armory that belongs to the airport, but it's all dilapidated. It's just, you know, so when the army gave the property back to the airport, when their lease ran out, anyway. So this light pole's laying there. It's covered in weeds and everything. It's galvanized, just like you said. And I'm thinking, if I could somehow get that to Duresta's place, he can paint it gold and make a giant 40-foot ice pick out of this and have it sticking in the ground, like, you know, like he threw Oh, prop ice pick, yeah. yeah. Right in front of his shop. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be really would cool because cool. it's already like the hexagonal shape. Yeah. Yeah. So just so make a spike. To ship it to upstate no, you don't, well, you don't, California. You know, all you need... All you need is a I'd shopping drive cart. it down there. <laughs> <laughs> I would drive it. You know those trailers that the the power companies use to tow their poles, the power poles? They just have yeah. – it's like just a set of wheels in the back, and then the and poles are on the back of your truck, and then you got a set of wheels that on the back end of the pole. Right? I'm pretty sure it costs less to just buy one here. Yeah. <laughs> but what? But the idea was to travel across country, bringing Jimmy a 18-wheeler. <laughs> if I mean, if you turn it into a video and a story yeah. and a content thing, then for sure that makes a lot of sense. Oh no, I wouldn't do that. Stop along the way, everybody sign it. You know, I don't need to document it. my memories. I have them with me always. Or not. <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of a of a, a walk of shame I had uh, that's a little bit different than what we've been talking about but i i was doing an install in um new york city and it was uh early on in my my career and it was when i still hadn't gone to 100 percent reclaim so this is actually a new material build it was a uh like a credenza that hung on the wall um and so i had like a french cleat set up and there's you know and, and it was a walnut front it was all like a white lacquer uh it was like a big a big pain in the neck a lot of work and um and so i make the thing and and i get there and we're and we're hanging it and then the homeowner, you know, he's like, Oh great. He's like, you know, but well where's where's the hole for the wires? And I was like, like Well what hole for the wires? <laughs> you know. He's like, Well, I was, I was gonna put my my stereo in it and the speakers are gonna be on the other side of the wall. There needs to be a hole in the wall in the middle of this thing, because there's a divider in the middle of it, you know, it's like five feet long, so each side was like thirty inches or whatever, twenty four. But um He's like, well, there needs to be a hole to run the wires. And so I had uh, my my brother in law actually was helping me do the install. And so I sent him uh, his wife was like, oh, yeah, there's a hardware store down the street. And this is, you know, Manhattan. So, you know, a couple blocks down, you had to buy a hole saw. 
which was like thirty dollars because it was in New York, <laughs> you know, for a whole saw. I'm just like, just get it. Whatever. And he's like, what size do you want me to get? I'm like, I don't know. Somewhere big enough here, to fit you know? a plug. Yay, big. Yeah, something big enough to get a couple of plugs. Just came back with like a two and a quarter inch hole saw or whatever, and uh, and so I just <laughs> had to drill it. And so now it's like it's plywood, and you know, and, and then you know, hole saw. It's just not clean. I don't have anything to clean it up with. I don't have any paint to paint it. And I just had to just drill this hole in the thing and told the guys like, yeah, you know, you get some white paint, you can paint it up, or and uh, and so that was just like that sort of a different kind that. of walk of shame. And, and so now I still have that hole saw because you know it costs thirty friggin' dollars, so you better believe I'm keeping it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And it, and it doesn't match any of my other hole saws. It was some, you know, and it's just like every time I pull the drawer and I see the hole saw, it reminds me of that day. And it reminds me, you know, make sure you ask all the questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So. You should come up with like a questionnaire and then you make them fill it out. Uh, but as you were telling that story, it occurred to me what this topic was supposed to be, which was these kinds of stories, like the walk of shame to Home Depot because you forgot – or, you know, all the hardware that we, you know, the six trips back to the big box store, mm. you know, because we keep making mistakes on the jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, like the, you cut it, you know, you, you measure twice and you cut it twice and it's still the wrong size. And, you know, yeah. yeah. I, I know. What, what, here's something that maybe people struggle with. I don't anymore because I know why it works out. But uh, I used to do little restaurants and cafes. I could make those little square Tables, reclaimed table with a steel base, weld it together mm-hmm. out of anything I could, right? Yeah. And it, when you first start building them, it would take me quite a while. And I would get these jobs. I would bid them out. Well, after a while, it gets to a point where I can, you know, a guy said, hey, man, can you make me three tables? How much? And you, you price it. They agree to it. And you go back and you build these things. And it takes you like, you know, eight minutes. And you're like, oh, man, do you do you have that guilt of like it really – the material didn't cost me anything. It took me nothing to build and I'm charging the guy X amount of dollars for it. And you almost feel bad about that. Now what I know is that what what he's paying for is your knowledge to be able to do that. It's not how fast you can do it. Right. Yeah. It's of the experience that it took after all that. But when you first starting out, do you guys ever feel that? It's like, wow, I just – I made a lot of money and this was not hard at all. Phil's like, no, I never feel that. I mean, yeah, no, that's Phil has. I, <laughs> I feel bad that I that I charge five hundred dollars for a wooden box. Um, no, okay, I don't because they're getting value out of it, and time is the most precious commodity that I have, mm-hmm. and I and have it, to charge for it. And it they're not just sense. getting a wooden box; they're getting an experience. Yeah, you know. and there's a whole story, and you know, and it really, it's not just a wooden box. It is. It's very personalized. Like these ones that I charge five hundred for. Are the ones that are like okay, so I need I need to, it's got to be sixteen by twenty inches big, and it needs to be able to hold ten glasses, a bottle of this, and a compartment for cigars, and a slot for a notebook, and it's just like they're really, and I have to make like. Well, that sorry, and it's not it's not your first damn. one. Oh, you got a BP. I got my own. Wow. Okay. Uh, tell us how you really feel. That was that was the first time I've ever done that. Yeah, too. That was a big one too. <laughs> It's not Walk a shame while you're time. doing your edit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not the first time. Um it's happened many times. And most often you don't catch it. So it is the first time you caught it. But it's hmm. certainly not the first time. All right. Well, we're gonna need some evidence of that. <laughs> yeah. You can't just say stuff like you that. You say I got this guy, he listens to the podcast and he charts all this work. We haven't seen any of this. Yeah. <laughs> what guy? What empirical episodes of Minicals. facts do you have? Yeah. What where are the black socks? No. Episode Minicals. Empirical evidence. Evidence. That's yeah. what I said. Evidence. You said empirical facts. What is the difference? 
uh, evidence points to facts, but they have to be, you know, construed. You can't necessarily just have empirical facts. Oh, so facts. is that That's what you do thing. when you, you're not sure you throw in other big words to sidetrack me? Is construed nope. even a word? Yes. Yes, is it, it is. That's a fact. <laughs> is it an empirical fact? There's no yeah. such thing as empirical facts. <laughs> Why is there not an empirical fact? Because those words just don't go together. Tim! This whole point is mooted, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we've basically empirically, <clears throat> evidentiarily covered this entire topic from top to bottom, and I'm now pretty much ashamed of myself. Yeah, yeah I, had, well, I that, had another... That seems had appropriate. A, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I had another thought, but I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> How you feel? You're pretty shameful. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling some shame. Uh, no, I, th- I think we covered that pretty well. I mean, it's, it's just I, I think that the point of the podcast was maybe is like, hey, you're not alone. Like, remember that the next time that happens to you, where you're making that that walk of shame, you know, whether it's the, you know, back to your car with the object because the customer didn't like it, or if it's the, you know, the mistake on the job, or the the seventh time you cut it too short and it's still too short and all that stuff. It's like it it, it happens to all of us. It happens to the best of us, and it happens to all three, the worst of us. <laughs> so you know, don't feel alone, and remember that you're going to get through it, and it's not the end of your career, right? Is that what we meant? Yeah, and yeah. remember my dad's advice. Did you do your best? Well, that's all anyone could ask of you then. Yeah, and, uh, and and if you if you need to correct it because your best wasn't good enough, then make it right. You know, right? Yeah, and we've talked about that before too. That would include yeah. uh, an extra few steps on that walk of shame, though, when you have to go back and correct your mistake. So not only do you feel bad about it, you have oh, to that well, that's another it. that's another walk that of shame. A, now you you're bringing to the, now you're bringing honor and integrity into the mix. Yeah. This is getting too much. Let's well, let's make that a separate episode. That's a, that's another walk of shame though. Like when you you, you right do, now you, just feel bad that you're being a, d, a d bag and you know. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about integrity when, next week. When when you, uh, you you do an install, you deliver something, and the person calls you back and it's like, uh, yeah, it's crooked, you know, and you have to go back and like drive all the way back there and fix it or something. So that I, I can fix it, but it's going to cost you more money. So I just had <laughs> oh, there goes that integrity you're out the window. Yeah, there, well it was it was a separate topic. I actually just had an example of this. So I had somebody leave a uh, negative review on my Etsy page because they got one of the step stools that I did and and they said that the paint job was, didn't wasn't very good coverage and it was splotchy and whatever and uh, and then sent me pictures of it outside on their on their porch at eye level. And and looking at the pictures, it it does look splotchy, and it does it doesn't look a hundred percent even. But I'll tell you one thing: when I did it in my garage, it looked even, and I have a lot of light in there, and uh, and also, <laughs> this is meant to be like fourteen inches from the ground, not at your face. So if the steps are good, it's generally fine. Um, that being said, I did tell her, right. The underside doesn't have to have the same finish exactly. as the, right. Yeah. Although I did tell her, if you feel the need to touch it up, I use smoke gray from Krylon, but she also could have sent me a private message instead of leaving a three-star review on Etsy and messing with my business. She, she could have given you an opportunity to correct it first. Right. You know, right. Okay. And she's like, just wanted to give you some feedback. I was like, I don't think you understand how feedback on Etsy works. You just ruined my perfect record. Yeah. And, and people will make buying yeah. decisions based on that. Did yeah. you say that? No, because you what you should have done, you should have built her a new step stool. 
Oh, yeah. Should have sent it to her with a gold envelope, right? I mean, gilded. I'm listening. With a note explaining that. It's like, by the way, I just want to thank you for ruining, for ruining my, my business. business. Yeah. So <laughs> you are my last customer. Cool. I should I have sa- uh, said. I was I saving was... this for uh, a poor homeless child that was needed to reach his food. But no, you take it now so you can have better splotchiness. Than... I, I'm going to send her a picture of my three children who now will no longer eat. When you've been shamed, guilt them right back. That's you sound. It's a playbook right out of my mother's book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for drinking on the job. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, lordy, lordy. So, where, where are we now? Oh, oh we yeah, some, okay. We have some so, changes. Yeah. Changes. Okay, so, uh, Bill, why don't you tell us the review that your finger just touched? So, uh, we're, should, we ex- we're doing... should we explain the changes? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, let's explain the changes. Maybe so, oh, host. You know, I, uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just, I just yeah. feel like uh, I feel like that's uh-huh. your job, Phil. Uh, uh, all right. <laughs> so uh, format change. We've been bought over by a uh, much larger radio. C- just kidding. So what's going on is we kind of got sick of the YouTube recommendation things, and you know we want to keep things fresh. So what we decided to do was replace that one segment with two segments. One is uh, re- iTunes reviews. So we will choose one at random and then make fun of it. And then, right? Or something like that? Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. It's not like this that. is not at all going how I was thinking it would. This was all supposed to be positive and wonderful. And When you were fantasizing about this moment, were you wearing pants? Oh, that's what it is. Okay, go that's ahead. That's the difference. So now, uh, and then the second part of it is that we are going to... What did we say we were going to do? Also? Oh, yeah, the thing I... that has caught your interest or something that you are, you know, it's caught your attention that week. Right, so it's not limited to YouTube, although it might still be YouTube. Right. Can I clean this up a little bit? I, I didn't realize it was Phil dirty. Do, but I yeah, thought well, Phil would do better than that. But I did too. So I'm, oh. I'm, what I'm going to say is we did not decide, you know, screw the YouTube recommendations. What we thought was, hey, to, to you change said. it up a little bit, instead of only doing YouTube recommendations, because we still may, we, we'd like to do what caught our attention this week. Um, just because it could be anything. And the other thing is to review, give people a review of reviews that were sent to us. And for me, and we're each going to pick one every week, like it's my turn. So I'm going to, I'm going to read off a review and I chose it randomly. Phil will probably cherry pick the ones that make him look the best. And no, Tim probably will cherry pick the ones that make you look the worst. <laughs> That's what I was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Tim will make them up. So, uh, but anyway, uh, so we're going to start with that. So here's one from two years ago from Alex Delano. It's the last complimentary one, but go ahead. It is a five-star review. It says, great podcast. These guys each bring their own unique perspective to the concept of making with reclaimed materials. Each episode inspires my creativity and love for making things. I also appreciate their discussion on why using reclaimed materials matters and reducing our footprint on the planet as much as possible. I just love the idea that I can actually listen to a podcast on a subject that is so close to my heart. Keep up the great work, fellas. Now, that was random. I promise wow. you I'm not. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. So thank you, Alex. <laughs> um, Phil wants to make fun of you right now, but I'm saying no, Phil. No. I want to praise Alex, and I want to say thank you. We don't, th- Words like that coming out of somebody's brain mind onto iTunes is what we live for. 
Thank you again, Alex. But go ahead, Phil. You have something to say. Go ahead. I do, you suck. What are you doing? (laughs) Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that review was two years ago, and we have most certainly let Alex down in every possible way. (laughs) He doesn't actually listen anymore to the podcast. Exactly. So. So... So, Alex, if you do still listen, we we would be curious to know. Yeah, <laughs> you can no, you can read out, reach out to no yeah. no <laughs> no. We don't want him to right. if he's yeah, changed yeah, his mind, yeah, Tim. Yeah, yeah. You don't no. get how this works. I mean, we we've changed our email addresses, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's now council at Can I continue with the the next segment? Uh, yeah, why yes, wouldn't you? Go ahead. Okay. Um, so then we go into what's caught our attention. And I would like to give a shout out. I would like to say a big thank you. What caught my attention this week, especially weekend, is Make Magazine. What an incredible supporter of the community um, they represent. So Maker Fair is from Make Magazine. Thank you, Make Magazine. I, I got to talk with Caleb Kraft and give him a big hug this weekend from Make Magazine. Um, I, I get nothing from them. They didn't bother flying my pod mates out to do a live show or anything like I asked <laughs> yeah, them honestly, to. Ridiculous. But, but uh, still, they it's it's an oh. amazing event and uh, it's worldwide. So what a, what a neat thing to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. What about you, I mean, Tim? It would have been better yeah. if we were there, I guess. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah. A waste of time. Two percent better. There's two of you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you ninety eight percent? Is that where you're going with that? I, I was thinking that. Uh huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that as a lack of mathematical I, education more than right, anything. Right. I was gonna say I I just meant that as oh two thirds is what I meant two thirds. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you're not gonna uh, make it. <laughs> playing the part again. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Um, I wanted to try and take advantage of our new segment to just talk about something that's completely different than anything that we would have been able to talk about in the past year. And I had a couple Spaghetti. ideas. Spaghetti. No, um, invasive plants. <laughs> like mint? <laughs> invasive, invasive plants. Because I went, um, Vance, you know, he does these different homeschooling programs and I was shadowing him on one for a few hours last week. And, uh, and it was this, this couple that was doing this invasive, talking about invasive plants. We was walking around this big, beautiful, like a hike in this park. And, and they're talking, they're showing all these different, like, just like little things, like we call them weeds. They're like, oh, these weeds and these things, but they know the names of them, like, and, and all this stuff. But they were like, all these things they're, they're pointing to and they're, and they're saying, you know, why it's invasive and where it came from. And many of them have been, you know, around for hundreds of years, like literally because a lot of them were brought over by early settlers that they use them to make beer and stuff like that or medicinal purposes and, you know, and witchcraft and wink, stuff. Wink, wink. Yeah, 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 wink, wink. But, <laughs> um, witchcraft, yeah. Yeah, or whatever, you know. But um, but it was, it was super interesting because, like, I, you know, I used to spend a lot of time outdoors as a kid and I used to, you know, play and, 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 I, and I have a yard and so I have things that I, I mow and, and I, a lot of these things I never realized were invasive. I thought they were just New England. You know, it was really interesting to find out like, like this one, it belongs here and this one doesn't. But to me, they've always been there my entire life. And I was like, oh my God. Like, so I kind of had to like, oh, bamboo's invasive because it's, you know, it wasn't always around. But then there's like all these other things that just seem so benign that are, don't belong. And I just thought it was really interesting to just learn a little bit about my environment that I've lived in for all these years. And, you know, like blew my mind. So I just wanted to invite other people to maybe learn about their environment. I don't know. So uh, can I basically, 
Tim's mind got blown because of weed. Okay. <laughs> Plural weeds. <laughs> oh, weeds, weeds. You know what's amazing yeah, about that? One. Real quick, um, most of the pictures I, the nature pictures I've been taking lately, are of weeds and uh, they're beautiful flowers. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm yeah. not at the airport. It's it's stuff that just grows, and most of it is invasive. But there, some of it is just stunning. The 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 color, the beauty of uh, what we would say is an invasive. Yeah, these little white and purple flowers on them and stuff. Like if you don't mow your lawn for an, like you wait a couple days and you don't mow your dandelions. lawn, like little, dandelions. Yeah, I love weed. Yeah. my whole yard is just weeds. I love them, but uh, I, to find out that some of them were invasive, uh, yeah, I was was really surprising. You know, hmm. or not native, I guess. You know, I should say. This is fun. Now we can ask Phil. Phil, what caught your attention this week? Hmm. I watched wait, what a. Are, what are you grooving on? Because that... <laughs> you groovy can't. Um, I, uh, I just caught a, a Jimmy Kimmel video and I know that it was meant to be sort of satirical, but it sort of really struck me. It was, it was called name a book, name any book. It was like one of those man on the street interviews and they would just interview people and they're just like, name a book. Like, and these people were like, uh, like any book. Yeah. Any book, nothing. Star Wars. <laughs> Anything. The Bible. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, and like they, they interviewed like a good 10, 12 people and every single one of them was just like, uh, uh, I don't know. And they asked one of them, they asked one of them and, and he goes, what do you do for a living? And she goes, uh, actually, I used to be a librarian. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, it's just for me, them off guard more than anything. I they think, could but. be, but I, I think a lot of it, well, one, a few of them were like, I haven't read a book in 12 years. And, and like, yeah. It's like this celebration of ignorance or something. Like you, like you've avoided like catching a cold or something. And uh, I just thought it was. Co- I know it was meant to be a joke, and they cherry picked obviously the biggest duds to get the best laughs. Sure, but it still felt like a pretty sad state of affairs where, like, you know, ignorance. Some, is I've seen some of those, and um, they will do like you know, okay, name the sitting uh, U.S. you know Attorney General, and I'm like, Jeff Sessions. I, th- well, I know that now because, you know, things are pretty out there and on the news every day. But I'm saying using that for an example or who are you – now, who was the 32nd president? I don't know these things. I mean, and they're asking people. But when they ask, like, who is the current president and people are like, I'm not sure. Yeah, that, yeah. That, There's that's a, a difference little, between the 32nd yeah. president and name a book. <laughs> what do you got? But, you know, it's funny when you they, said the first thing that popped in my head was War and Peace, and I never read that, but it was just like that's like the, the book. I, I said know. one earlier in the podcast, Where the Red Fern Grows. Literally, I remember reading that in the fourth grade. The teacher would sit down and read like a chapter every day for like the entire year. Yeah. Uh, so you didn't read the book the teacher did? Yeah. Hmm. No, but I did watch the movie. Still does not count. <laughs> Why? So, um, yeah. Anyways, social commentary. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. And uh, do, that do, brings us to uh, uh, my favorite um, segment, uh, the goodbyes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll screw you too, buddy. <laughs> On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com. You know, there's a lot of stuff on there. Thanks, Justin Sparks. Timsway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne. Newperspectivesmusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you guys, um, you know, and 
This is a this is a two way dialogue, and we love continuing it with you over the air here. Um, hit us up, uh, email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or on Twitter at reclaimedaudio. iTunes reviews. Do you want yours read aloud on the podcast? Well, best way to do that is to leave us one. Uh, there's a link on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, to help you leave a review. Patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. The absolute best way to keep these guys on the air. Let me let me say one thing real quick because I haven't done this in so long. Seriously. Um, you said it was a two-way dialogue. I had a one-way dialogue with Justin Sparks this weekend, who I want to say thank you to again, just because he's support. He's been a supporter of ours for a long time, but he actually, he is so good at explaining things on a layman's level. He literally told me about paired molecules. He explained what this idea of, uh, it's a physics, a, a molecular quantum physics. entanglement. Yeah. 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 And it's like, when you can actually listen to somebody who is so brilliant, because Justin, if anybody ever talks to him for two minutes, will realize he's one of the most smartest people I've ever met. One of the most smartest people I've ever met. Um, uh, it's pretty incredible. But sometimes you don't have to actually have a two-way dialogue. You can just have a one-way dialogue and listen to somebody who has something to share. That's that. not helping us get more Apple iTunes feedback, you know. Oh. We want them. Yeah, yeah that's... Counting. Okay, you should well, try some of that one-way dialogue, i.e. listening. Okay, to heck with Justin. We need new sponsors. Bring it Boom. on. Boom. All right. <laughs> and on that note, have a great week, everybody. Bye, everybody. Uh, be good. Or don't. <laughs>